on Ruthie's Australia, Ruthie's Roadback, powered by ArcPack. Exploring Australia with you for 40 years. And we'll be doing some video with Ram Trucks in a couple of weeks, so you need to look out for that as well. In the meantime, Ruthie, another road back by you. Let's go to that right now. <laughs> oh, mate, I don't know. I'd like to talk about Ram Trucks for a while, oh, to be honest. Good, I mean, how good are they? Oh, they are brilliant, mate. Let me say to you, they, 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 they the thing that stands out, they have a road, an on-road presence. You can spot them from miles away, and you're seeing more and more of them. In fact, and when we talk about the remanufacturing plant, they tell you like vehicle manufacturing in this country is gone, right? Mm. But it's this is it's it's not totally gone because when you look at this factory, these things are stripped to basically nothing to a chassis with the tub on the back, yeah, and then they are rebuilt for Australian conditions and rebuilt for Australians. And the beauty of it, Ruthie. There's 150 Aussies in there with a job that are doing this. And there's the other side of it too, mate, and and that's the reality of that big 5.7-litre motor. I mean, I know we're supposed to be talking about history here, but at the end of the day, I drove a whole bunch of these things while I was over in the States, and if you want to shift a load, if you've got a two and a half, three, three and a half tonne caravan, wow, how could you do any better than that? Yeah, I mean, four and a half tonne towing capacity. I mean, it's pretty good. I know, but but you should always have something, you know, bigger and heavier Mm, than you need for a towing job. it really annoys me when I see people out there with, you know, little two-litre motors pulling sort of two and a half tonnes. Even if the sticker says you can, you shouldn't do it. Mm. Anyway, you know what? A long time ago, someone said, you shouldn't do that. And the result was people went and did it and they wound up being convicts. <laughs> and they wound up getting sent out to Australia. Yeah. And guess how lucky they were in the long term. Yeah. How lucky are we because of it? I know, mate. I know. One of the things that has amazed me, you know, one of the things I love about doing the show is that I've always loved my history. This whole road back thing's been about Ruthie gets a chance to gab on about his favourite bits of Oz history and there's so much of it you know we think oh 200 years how can you have history in 200 years mate we have got mountains of it it's all over the place and not only that it's fascinating it really is but one of the things i mean the whole gold rush thing as you know as an ex-miner that just stirs me right up and i've done so many bits and pieces on various places in australia where as soon as you know you start looking at it if gold was found nearby all of a sudden that became the major factor in developing that area. Melbourne, you know, Melbourne was a a muddy little quagmire on the edge of a muddy little river, and some people might argue it still is, but that's because they're from Sydney. Um, And all of a sudden, its population grew 10 to 15 times in the space of a couple of years because they discovered gold nearby. That's the kind of influence gold had. But when I do this history, and especially that Melbourne history, one thing comes up time after after time after time, and that is that if you're talking 1850s to 1900, even up to the First World War and beyond in Australia, you keep getting this, oh, they're from Tasmania thing going on. And this is because there was this stigma attached to Tasmanian convicts, which sort of, it, it's gone now. You know, we can gladly say that, although I know there are still some people who believe it's it's probably stronger than it should be. First of all, you know, why Tasmania? 
when convicts were sent just about everywhere. Well, it's because Tasmania had the hardest places to be a convict, of course, so it copped a lot of the real hard cases. But at the end of the day, you know, there's a, there's a genuine belief that if people came, if they said they were from Tasmania in the 1860s, hanging around Melbourne, then people would straight away reach for their wallets. They'd hang on to things. They'd go, I don't want to lose whatever it is they've got to lose because these people are thieves. Now, you know, over the years, people have looked at this from so many different angles, and there's that sort of lovely angle where really, you know, the convicts were just innocent people who had to steal a crust of bread from the end of a stale life just to stay alive, all the way through to the, well, you know, to be honest, they might have been more hardened criminals who were regularly pickpocketing or regularly doing something wrong, and then eventually they got caught. Well, of course, the truth lies here, there, and everywhere on that spectrum. It's all over the place. Um, it is true, though, and, and this is kind of important, I guess, that one in five Australians these days has convict heritage somewhere. You know? I know I do. I'm guessing you do, Duck. Mm. And I reckon most of us probably have. Um, certainly 20%. Now, when you look at the face of modern Australia with so many people having come over in the 50s, 60s, 70s, we have to look back and go, hang on, you know, population of Australia, World War II, was roughly a fifth of what it is now. So, obviously, 80% of the population's come in since the Second World War, uh, come in as in born, etc., you know, not just migrated here. So the proportion today is still 20%. Imagine what it was back in the time of the Second World War. It would have been pretty hefty. You know, um, you'd be able to trace your heritage and you'd find some convict heritage there. Meanwhile, over in Tassie, and the same recent survey worked this out. This, uh, this was done in 2009, so it is 10 years ago, but we're still talking recent times. 74% of Tasmania's population was estimated to be descended from convicts. So three quarters of the Taswegians 10 years ago were somehow related to convicts. So you can straight, straight away see why that sort of their convicts thing came about. But a lot of this just came about purely from a system, I guess, that Australia sorted out to some degree, and that is we consider ourselves these days a very egalitarian people, you know? In those days, 100 years ago, it wasn't like that at all. If you look at Britain today, you can still see that. They have a class system, and at the bottom of the class system were the thieves and the convicts, you know? And that's what we inherited, and that's why coming from Tassie for such a long time was such a bad thing. You know what the truth is, though? Heaps and heaps of convicts did their time, went and married a fellow convict or somebody else, settled down, made Australia their home, and had such a better lifestyle than they would have had back in the old dart that it's not funny and that's why people are still coming to australia you know i just went to the states recently do you know how much better we have a lifestyle over here compared mm. to them it's just mm. amazing mm. so there you go stigma uh, no doesn't exist and another good road back this week here on Ruthie's. Don't forget, if you want to uh, have a listen to that again or if you missed it, you can grab the podcast link for that. We'll take a break here on Ruthie's Broadcasting for Macquarie Media right around the country and we'll be back with more after this.